Welcome to The First 10 Years, a career podcast focused on learning from our past to propel us into the future. I'm your host, Daniel Doolin. I'm a communications professional, career and finance writer, and a career changer. But most importantly, I'm fascinated by work and how it fits into the bigger picture of life. I love to ask questions and want to know everything there is to know about how to have a successful and fulfilling career. On the First 10 Years podcast, I'll reflect on my career journey thus far and invite other professionals and experts into the conversation so we can learn together how to turn the first 10 years of our career into a foundation for our ideal future. Welcome back to the First 10 Years podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Doolin. And as this episode comes out, it is January 1st, 2024. Happy New Year. We made it through another year. We made it through 2023. We are closing that chapter and I'm excited to see what this next year brings. As I record this, it is the week between Christmas and New Year's, which is always kind of a really awkward time, I feel like, in the, the world, and the professional world. Um, I took some time off, which has been lovely to spend time with my family and to honestly relax and be quiet. We had a pretty quiet Christmas and holiday season um, in Charlotte with my family, and we didn't travel this year, which has been a nice change of pace, and I've enjoyed the past couple of days at home and relaxing and just being able to have time to myself, which has been really nice. My son is in daycare for a couple of days and I get the house to myself, which is, if you're a parent, you know, such a luxury, um, the freedom to do what you want when you want, even for a couple hours of the day is truly, (laughs) it used to be something that was the norm. And now it is just like such a luxury to be able to take time to sit down and read or clean or write or work out or do whatever you want without um, having to make sure that your child is cared for and looked after. So it has been a nice change of pace. I am doing my best to relax, which I am very bad at, but I am trying my best just to soak in this time and relax and get ready to kick off the new year, which is what I want to talk about today. So obviously, if you haven't figured this out, it's a solo episode this week. Um, I'll be back next week with some more guest episodes. I'm really excited for some of the conversations that are to come, but the episode Today, I wanted to talk about goals and goal setting, especially as we head into the new year. And you might be rolling your eyes. You might be like, well, it's New Year's resolution time. Those don't stick. I don't, I don't like to think of them as New Year's resolutions. Um, I, I love goals. I like setting goals and holding myself accountable. And I love the feeling of a new year and a fresh start, I feel the same um, type of experience back to school. I love back to school season. It feels like a fresh start. It's a time to start new habits. It feels like a new season. And that's what January and the new year feels like for me. It's a new season. It's a time to kind of reset, recharge, restart, and refocus um, how you want to head into the new year. So you can think of them as New Year's resolutions if you want. I think of them more like goals. There are 
goals and kind of guide rails to keep me aligned and prioritized over the next year based on what my current priorities are, knowing that those might shift. But I like to take some time during this week to kind of regroup and reassess the past year and where I've been and where I think I want the next year to go. So that's kind of what I'm going to walk you through today and what my goal setting process looks like. And if you want to follow along, if you want to take some of these tips and tricks of what works well for you, um, feel free to do that and follow along. This is a good exercise. And I feel like it's pretty simple. That's something that I've tried to stick with. I've done this for the past couple of years. And if something gets too complex or too many steps to it, it just feels like too much. Like there's too many rules um, associated with it. And I don't love that. I feel like that's really hard to stick to. Um, So I feel like this process that I've been following for the past couple of years has served me really well. And it's, it's goals light, if you will. It's nothing that's too complicated. So Let's dig in to a little bit of how I like to approach the year and set goals. Um, I'll start off by saying, too, I know a lot of people will set words of the year. Um, That's not something that I've ever done or I felt like has served me. I think it's really great if you do, if you want to set a word like focus or pivot or uh, balance or whatever that goal might be or that focuses for you, that's not something that's ever really served me well. Um, I think, again, it it feels too much like I have to stick to this one rule for the rest of the year. And that's just too, um, I don't know the right word. That's too restrictive. Um, That's what I'm trying to say. So if that works for you, great. I think it's awesome. I love hearing other people's words of the year. I don't have one. So um, that's a good start if you you kind of know what you wanted to focus on going into the year, but that is not a requirement. So the way that I look at goals and goal setting in the new year is by first taking a look back and I look at my previous goals from the process I've done last year. Um, but I also, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but I also look at accomplishments. So some years I'm better at this than others, but I have a journal that throughout the year, I like to pause and take note when I have big accomplishments or big milestones that I achieve. And I started doing this a couple of years ago because I got really bad at pausing and taking time to recognize these milestones and achievements that I was hitting. I am very good at checking something off my do-to-do list and barreling through onto the next thing. Um, I don't take time to celebrate or to acknowledge the work that's gone in, the time, the the achievement that I've accomplished, whatever that is. So a couple of years ago, I took time at the end of the year to write down all of my accomplishments for that year. And then I do my best throughout the year to keep a running list. Um, And this doesn't have to be anything monumental or what other people may deem monumental. This is something that is important and relevant for you. So um, for example, a couple years ago, uh, one of my accomplishments was that we weaned ourselves a pacifier. That's huge for parents. Like you, if you are a parent, you know what that's like. Um, is that we did that accomplishment could be that I breastfed for my son for six months and then I weaned myself off that journey. Um, 
It could be one that I typically do is how many books that I've read. It could be places that you've traveled. It could be you got a promotion at work, or even if it's nothing as big as, or as, doesn't seem as big as a promotion, it could be that you did really well on a project that you're really proud of, that you achieved a new fitness milestone or health milestone. It doesn't have to be what other people might deem as this big success. It's whatever that means to you. Um, so take some time, even if it's like, I promise there's more things that you can think of than you think. Take like two to five minutes and just write down, think back to January and go through every month and like, hey, what did I do that month? Where did we go? What big life things happened? What work things happened? And just take a moment to jot down some of the big accomplishments. And you might think at face value before you start this exercise that you haven't gotten very far. You haven't done that much, but you'll be surprised at how much comes to light. Of You're like, oh, I forgot I did that. I forgot I went there. I forgot I accomplished this one thing that I wanted to do. So taking a step to a moment to pause before you move into the new year is a really big point to see, okay, like let's acknowledge where we've been. Let's acknowledge what we've already accomplished before we move into what next year will look like. So I also look at something else from last year, but that relates to the, um, the goals that we're going to set this year. So let's start there. So going into the new year, after I've looked at my previous year's accomplishments, I like to set goals in four different categories. So I focus on setting goals related to personal goals, professional goals, financial goals, and well-being goals. Those are the four buckets that I felt feel like have served me over the past couple of years. Um, you're welcome to tweak them as it makes sense to you, but I feel like they're pretty all-encompassing to the different aspects for me of what feels like a balanced life and integrated life. Um, so personal goals look like I want to read 12 books. That's normally one of my goals every single year to give you a little insight. So I like to set a goal to release a book a month. Um, I love to read. I'm a pretty slow reader, but it's something that I always want to keep on my list because it's important to me to keep learning and to grow. And I've really gotten more into fiction books in the last couple of years, which I forgot how much I enjoy just reading a good fiction book. So um, for 2023, I've read 20 books, which was really exciting. So obviously over my goal, but I always set that that goal for me of 12 books. Um, another personal goal I want to work on in the new year is to learn to play guitar. I got a guitar for Christmas. My husband got me a guitar because I've mentioned I wanted to learn an instrument again. I've never learned how to play it. And I've been really excited and interested in learning how because it's so foreign to me. Um, I played clarinet and violin when I was in elementary school and I was involved in choir. So I've always been musically inclined that way. Um, so it's something I've wanted to do. So he got me a guitar for Christmas and that's a hobby of mine that I'm looking to take up because I've historically been pretty bad at hobbies. I tend to work a lot um, or just focus my hobbies around work related topics. So I'm excited to do that. So those are personal goals. And then professionals, obviously professional goals. So that's related to your work, um, either your day job, your side hustle, whatever that looks like for you of your job, whether you want to get promoted, get a raise, um, complete a project, train somebody, hire somebody, um, attend a certain um, 
professional development like conference or something like that. Um, get in, gain a new skill. Um, maybe promote your personal brand or LinkedIn, things like that. So those are professional goals. Um, then I also do financial goals, which obviously are related to money. So anything from saving a certain amount to paying off debt to paying off your credit cards every month, um, saving for a down payment for a house or a car or something like that. Those are pretty straightforward. And then a well-being goal. And that can include your stereotypical, what you think of when you think of like a New Year's resolution for health, like losing weight or working out, things like that. But for me, that also includes, does that look like meditating every day or journaling or going to therapy and taking care of your mental health? Does that look like finding more balance in your um, home and personal and work life and what that looks like. So that one's a pretty broad category. It doesn't have to be just physical fitness, but it's physical and um, emotional and mental well-being as well. So those are the four goals that I set goals in. And I think this is a good time to talk about what those goals look like because you often hear to set SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So they make it really actionable for you to achieve those goals. And I think those are great. If SMART goals work for you and you want to get super granular in that way, by all means do that. But I think the reason this process has worked for me and it's really stuck is because I don't make it so restrictive that I have to do that. So some of my goals are really specific. It could be I want to save X amount of dollars in this account for this purpose by this time or by the end of the year. So that's like very specific, very timely and relevant. Um, but then there's other goals that it could be, for example, this past year, I had a goal just to feel more confident and comfortable in my body. As anyone who has given birth to a child may know, it's kind of an interesting journey with your body once you birth a human and your relationship changes a little bit. So that was, that's a pretty vague goal to be completely honest. It's not anything, I can't really measure that. It's more just like a gut feeling of how do I feel with myself? Let's do a check-in. Um, do I feel like I'm more comfortable and confident in the, the skin that I'm in kind of thing? So that's a pretty vague goal, but that's one that felt important to me to include on the list. So these are goals for you. And whatever is going to work for you to stick to them, and that's going to be meaningful for you, that's what you need to do. So I'm not going to put strict parameters on what those goals have to look like for you. It's whatever makes sense um, for what that is. And you can, once you set these goals, kind of set an action plan for how you want to achieve those goals. Um, that's great. But these are, like I said, these are guide rails for what the next year looks like. So that's for the setting goals for the current year, but let's pause again and take a step back. So I did this process last year. So as I look at my accomplishments from the previous year, I also look back at this list that I set from last year and I go through and check off things that, okay, I did that. Great. Awesome. Like I said, I read 12 books. I read, I wanted to read 12 books and I read 20. Perfect. Check it off. It's done. Um, and then I look through every single category to see, okay, that was my priority. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Like, did I do that? Did I not do that? Um, and just start to assess kind of where you benchmark against those goals you had last year. And it's important to note that 
it's also good throughout the year. I try at least once a quarter to come back to these goals. So I physically write them down in my journal and at least every couple of months I'll sit down and say, okay, like what were my financial goals? What was I trying to be on track for? Like, and if I'm on track, great. And obviously it's still a priority. If I'm not on track, think about why I'm not on track. Is it because it's not a priority anymore? Is it because I haven't been focusing on it? Do I need to realign uh, my actions to to meet those goals? So it's important to revisit that. You can't just write them down once a year and then forget about them. Um, every couple of months, come back to those goals and say, okay, like, is this still, did I achieve this? Great, cool, check it off, move on to the next. Um, or is it something that maybe that's not relevant anymore, or you need to kind of reassess what your goals are. So I think that's really important to come back to those goals throughout the year. So to recap, what it looks like is you're going to take a moment, you're going to write down all of your accomplishments from 2023, from your past year. You're also going to take stock on where you met your goals from last year. So if you had other goals set, great. If you didn't, cool, skip that step. Then the next part is you're going to sit down and think about your goals for 2024. So in four categories, what are your personal goals, professional goals, financial goals, and well-being goals? And you're going to think of as whatever goals make sense for you. If that's one per category, if that's four per category, whatever that looks like for you. And then you're going to revisit those goals throughout the year. But before you close out on your goal planning process for this period in January, that you're setting your goals, take a gut check at those goals and make sure that they feel good. Does it feel, when you look at your list, does it feel overwhelming? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel challenging, but like you could actually obtain those goals? Um, make sure that you're not, I think we can all as people like set goals and expect that we're going to accomplish all these things. We're going to lose 10 pounds or we're going to save $10,000 and we're going to get a promotion and a raise and all of these things. And then when you look at it together, you're like, whew, like that feels impossible. Um, and I think the goals are there to challenge us and they should feel a little bit uncomfortable, but they should feel like if you work hard, you can obtain them. So do a gut check, say, okay, is that realistic? If say, for example, an easy one, if you want to lose weight, if you say you want to lose a hundred pounds in a year, that may not be feasible for where you're at. Maybe that's a good long-term goal, like a couple of years out, but um, just make sure it feels challenging, but achievable. Um, don't make it so out of reach. Let's be a little bit realistic on what they can be, but you want to be challenged and you want it to be a little bit of a stretch. You should get to be a little bit uncomfortable. I think that's where some of the magic happens. That's where the growth happens throughout the year is that there has to be that little bit of stretch and discomfort because I can easily set goals right now that I know I can achieve tomorrow, but that's not going to help me grow. And that's not going to help me become a better version of myself. So they should be a bit challenging, um, but achievable. You should be able to look back and at the end of 2024 and be like, okay, cool. I did that really hard thing or that challenging thing. Um, and it's okay if you don't check them all off your list. I had some this year that I didn't check off my list because I just realized they weren't priorities or things shifted or thing, life happens and things come up but that's okay. Be, be flexible to let them go if you need to, but um, make sure that when you look at that list in a whole today, as it stands in January, that you're excited about it. 
you are excited to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone and start to grow because that's really where that magic is going to happen. And you'll, I know you'll look back at the end of next year and be like, wow, I did those things. So um, that means that once you set those goals, figure out what your next step is to get there. So if they feel overwhelming, if they feel like they're out of reach right now, if you're like, okay, I know I can do it. I believe in myself. I can get there, but they feel a little bit out of reach. Don't focus on what is the expression? Eating the whole elephant. You want to take one bite at a time. So the biggest thing you can do, and this is something that I try to remind myself of as much as I'm trying to share with other people is that take one step towards that next goal. That's all you have to focus on. So each day, all you can do is that day. What is one thing that is going to help you get closer to that goal? Is that saving $5? Is that going for a walk? Is that taking a course or reading 10 pages of a book? Like what is that one thing that you can do today to help you get a little bit further on that goal? Um, I think that's really impactful because it may not feel like you're doing a lot in the moment, but that consistency and that discipline is what's going to get you to those goals. So a month from now, five months from now, at the end of the year, you're going to look back and be like, whoa, look how far I came. And I just took a couple small steps each day. Um, So that's really important to, to, to take forward movement. And that is progress. And that's how we grow. Um, because if we try to accomplish everything today, it's going to feel overwhelming. And that's when I feel like New Year's resolutions don't work because people are like, I can do all of these things. I'm going to be this brand new person and it's going to happen overnight. And that is just not how it happens. That's not real life. And that's not realistic. Um, the way that we achieve those goals is to focus on one small step each day towards the goals that you want to get to. And that's why it's important to revisit those goals because, you may forget one or things reprioritize and you'll need to reshuffle and figure out what those look like come February or March or April. Um, But take one small step each day to achieve those goals that you're setting for yourself and to help you keep on track for the, the goal or the year that you kind of, that you want to have in, in 2024. So to recap, what my goal setting process looks like. So it always starts with a reflection back at the past year. You're going to focus on this year. You're going to set goals in four different categories, personal, professional, financial, and well-being. And then once you've done all that, you're going to take a gut check and you're going to see what does that look like? Does that feel good? Do I need to reassess anything and kind of get those guardrails right going into the next year? And every time that you also check those goals. So every quarter that you're setting that date for yourself to go back and revisit your goals, take a moment to write down any accomplishments that you've achieved so far in 2024. So if you've hit any of those goals, if you've made progress towards those goals, if there's something that you're super proud of and excited about, write those down. And there is a lot of science behind actually writing goals down and writing accomplishments down, journaling. Um, it, and I know it's easy to want to type things out, but there's science behind actually writing it down. And I will say now that I've had this journal and granted, I don't journal every day. I don't journal maybe even every week, but it's cool to kind of look back and see where you come and where your thought process has been. So definitely take that time to, to write on paper, um, that down. And 
it can be as simple as this can take five to 10 minutes and help you refocus. And if nothing else, it helps you get your brain moving and thinking about next year and what you want those goals to be, where you want your life to go, what direction you want it to go in. Um, think about any big events that are coming up in the next year that maybe you need to account for or travel or like life events like weddings or maybe babies or new pets, things like that. So I think there's a lot of good things that come in the year. And if we don't take moments like this to pause and reflect and plan on where we want to go or where we envision our life going, it's really easy to blink and wake up one day and five years have passed and we've been functioning on autopilot. And I think that's a scary thought to go about our lives so robotically and without intention and not taking ownership and accountability for where we want our life to go. I think we have a lot of control with how our life goes and we have a lot of input and say, but we need to be intentional and mindful about where we want our life to go and what we want that life to look like. Because if not, you're going to wake up in five, 10 years and be exactly where you are today. Um, so you need to set those goals and challenge yourself and grow and evolve. Okay, so that's my little goal setting planning exercise that I typically do every year. I would love to hear what your goals are. What are you working towards this year? What can I do to help support you and cheer you on? Um, send me an email at the first 10 years podcast at Gmail or reach out to me on Instagram at the first 10 years podcast or my personal Daniel Doolin. I would love to hear what you're up to this year. I, I just love new years. I think it's really exciting. I think the prospect of a new year, um, I love having that reset um, I think a lot of it goes into habits. I think it's really interesting how you can like habit stack or what, how you build habits. Um, years ago, I got really big into Gretchen Rubin, who has a lot of stuff around habits and how you form habits. And I like the idea of habit stacking of if you're doing one thing, you can add on to something else to help you stick to those habits. So I, I do, there's something about the new year that's really exciting to me and it is a fresh start. It's a chance to renew. And if that's what you want, if you don't want that, cool, that's not for you. But if you do, I think this is a really good checkpoint to turn a new page and to start a new adventure. So if that's what you're looking for, I hope you find what you're looking for. And I'm excited to hear what your goals are and what you're working towards this year. Um, I also would love to hear what you want to hear more of on this podcast. Do you like these solo episodes? Do you like the guest episodes? Are there certain topics you want to hear about? I would love your feedback as I go into the new year and I figure out the direction of where I want to take this podcast and who I want to have on the podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. So please, 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 any good, bad, positive, negative, ugly, whatever it is, I want to hear it. So please um, reach out via email or Instagram or um, leave me a reading and review. Um, I'd love to hear what your feedback is because that would be really helpful for me as I shape what the future of the podcast looks like. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some value out of this. Um, I hope it wasn't just a jumble of thoughts um, 
in this weird, awkward time of year and brain state that I'm in, but I hope you found some value in this and that you can walk into 2024 with a little bit more clarity on where you want to take the year and what you want to get out of the year. And if not, and you made it this far, thank you for listening. And I appreciate you. So I look forward to being back next week with a get another guest episode. Um, in the meantime, you can follow along on Instagram, like I said, the first 10 years podcast, or send me an email at the first 10 years podcast at gmail.com. And I will be back next week. Have a great week and a happy new year. Bye.